Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. We are in the house today. Yay! Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. I am so, I still feel last week's show where is the glory? He was here. Oh, he showed up. He's here right now. Father, thank we you. just thank you for your glory yes. to fall down not only on my wife and I, but all those who are listening and watching today. Yes. Praise God. You know, last week we talked about where is the glory. We sure did. And we went into the fact that. You know, God is seeking a personal relationship. Yes, he is. With each and every one of us, all the way to the beginning of Adam and Eve. You're correct. struggled trying to connect with us. And unfortunately, only a very few. Find him. Oh, God. Wake up, everyone. Well, you know, when you talk about getting connected, with the Almighty, one of the things that you look at are the different time periods where there were great revivals. Yes. And one of them is the story of the Welsh revival of 1904. And I'll bring you current to one revival we were involved in uh, when we lived in Pensacola. But this particular revival was during the 20th, 20th century, 1904 to 1905, a whole year. It was one of the most dramatic in terms of its effect on the population of Wales and triggered revival in several other countries. And we're talking about moving across Britain, Scandinavia, parts of Europe, North America, the mission fields of India and the Orient, Africa, and Latin America. And you say, well, why is that important? Well, this particular gentleman was watching this American tourist in current days taking pictures of the churches uh-huh. and so he retold the story about how the revival was so great they couldn't fit the people in the churches wow and and you think about Europe with all of their mausoleums of churches big large small yes where are the people mm-hmm. because now they have become tourist attractions <laughs> historical pe- monuments yes for people taking pictures but people are not attending. And it's interesting when we look at the scriptures for that time period, we're looking at 1 Samuel 4, 12 through 22. And one of the things that we need to be cognizant of, just like Pastor said, God is looking for a family. He's yes. looking for us to be connected, not just showing up and shouting and, and attending church. He wants to be an integral part of who we are, what we do, what our decisions are, and definitely how we raise our families. Yes. Somehow we've forgotten all of this. And when you look at 1 Samuel four twelve through 22, I'm not going to read all of it. But it talks about the man, Benjamin, who came to Shiloh with his clothes rent and came into the land because he was looking to tell the people that the Philistines took over the Ark of the Covenant. Mm. 
Could you imagine? Mm. This was the ark that the Israelites made their travel plans. Right. It, it gave light to, yeah. during the uh, during the evening. Desert. Right. <laughs> they were able to see and God could direct them. But because of their sin. Joshua the Israel- took it to battle. Yes. The Israelites lost it. And you know that disconnected them from the Almighty. So we're here to tell you today that there is another great revival going on. The one that you personally need to be having. Uh, remember the revival out of Pensacola? Azusa. Yes. Oh, no, I'm, the Brownsville. The Brownsville revival. about the Azusa. Yes, but I'm talking. Around that same time period. Right. The Welsh revival. Right. that same time period. But it was the Brownsville revival Bible. in Pensacola. Yes. And I mean, people were coming from all around that region. Folks were coming into the church in the spirit. Yes. People were, we left the, whenever we attended, whenever we would leave, cars were parked haphazardly because people, when they were driving by the church, were hit with the spirit. And that's the spirit of God that we're talking about that is so powerful. It draws you in. So, Pastor, we need a, I think we need a revival. Because because people need to know who God is. After those great revivals came, great miracles and great healings. And it started to heal the nations and heal the people. Smith Wigglesworth. Oh, my. The one of the, if you don't know him, you need to look him up. Because here was a man who was humbled. He wasn't an educated PhD, doctor, nothing. Theology. He he was a man who sought God's presence and God directed him at every level of his life. And and he performed miracles. Yes. That if I tell you now, you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) Well, Google him because it is. Google Smith was a word and read his books. Yes. Oh, praise God. But, you know, so last week was an awesome show. You can find it on iHeart, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and all the above. And, you know, we are living, the Stone Builders Hour is a Bible-based talk show with current how it relates to current events and you need to open your bibles because we follow the bible but i think this week pastor we have something that i am in love with because it's concerning the lord's prayer yes we need the lord's prayer which is matthew 6 through 13 And the reason why this prayer is so important is because it follows the Beatitudes. Yes, it does. When Yeshua, uh, Jesus the Christ, uh, did the Beatitudes, he was teaching. And after that, he gave out so many nuggets of wisdom to not only his disciples, but his followers, giving you how to deal with anger and reconciliation. He talked about adultery and divorce. He gives you uh, how to deal with oaths and retaliations against you. He talks about your neighbors and your enemies. He also talks about prayers and fasting, things that we as believers and those that they call Christian domes, we have gotten away from. 
But Matthew's, the Lord's Prayer, is so important. Listen to this. You, you got to listen to this. After this manner, therefore pray ye. This is not me speaking. This is the Son of the Almighty God talking and giving out words of wisdom. He says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. glory. What did we talk about last week? Where's the glory? Forever. Amen. God, we need this verse now because there's our things that are going on in today's society that Yahshua will turn over in his grave. But... I'm going to slow down. Yes, because one of the things that I think we should be teaching our children the Lord's Prayer, because one of the things that Yeshua did for us, Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, is he made it a personal prayer yes. to his daddy yes. to let him know that he is going to do his will. You know, in a way, it should be called the disciples prayer or the model's prayer. It is a wonderful thing, and it aims to show your children how to play. And when someone says, hallowed be thy name, it means that we are giving honor and praise to it. Well, all I know is we have so much to cover with this Lord's Prayer. So you have to stay tuned. Yes. Because you are going to want to know how to pray Praise the Lord's God. Prayer. So Praise stay tuned. God. We'll be right back. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord oh yeah, rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Greetings. I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder J.C. of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org Praise God, we're back in the house. Uh, Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. 
we are the host of the Still Stone Builders Hour. Yes. And founders of Living Stones International, a children and family outreach ministry. We welcome you to become a friend of the Stone Builders Show. We're, we, we're on Wave 94 every Thursday at 5, and I mentioned earlier all the podcast stations such as I, I, uh, iTunes and iHeart. I had two eyes up there. I had to stumble in there for a little bit. Spotify, Google, SoundCloud. right? We are on those platforms, so you can hear and listen to us anytime at your convenience. Yes. While you're walking through the park, while you're doing your yard. I would say while you're at work, but you need to earn that those digits. You need to be uh, diligent to the people who are paying you. I know we have some people who are working for us. They were on social media doing working hours, and when I called them up on it, they was mad at me. I'm not paying you to be on social media. Uh-oh, uh-oh, rabbit trail. Stop, stop. Praise God. Our Father. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer. That's why, forgive. He said, forgive. I forgive all those people right now, right now, while we are on the air. Praise God. You know why the Lord's Prayer is so important right now? Because America needs a revival. It needs a revival right now. Not in just one church. It could start in a church, but it needs to spread and fan out like fire. Because, oh God, the Lutheran denomination the evangelical Lutheran Church uh, just made the first transgender bishop of their congregation the transgender bishop has been part of this uh, the Lutheran uh, church uh, since uh, 2006 and we got to make sure that there's a couple Lutheran churches out there you have the Evangelical Lutheran Church, and you got the Lutheran Church. But it, the transgender covers over 200 congregations in California and Nevada spreading that gospel, which doesn't seem like the same gospel that I study, but we are living in perilous times right now. So the Lord's prayers are so important because sometimes we need to go further. And JC talking about teaching children that prayer is not one to be mindlessly repeated. That's what Yeshua said. That's what Christ said. Yes. Private prayers. Yes. To our almighty father in heaven. It generally maps out the attitude and subjects of prayer that we should take to heart and cut deeply into our memories. Well, you know, one of the things that Matthew 6, 5 through 8, that precedes the prayer talks about is, and I'm going to read it for you, but one of the things that, unlike the old covenant, Yeshua gave us some new terms, some new things to do. excuse me, he had called for the Israelites, remember God made that covenant with him, to live really separately and apart. I mean, when he called Abraham to leave his father's land and go to his own land, he says, why? 
because he wanted them to come from under his dad, start a new nation that would be respective and distinctive for the Lord Almighty. When Jesus calls people to a holiness that proceeds from the heart, that's what he wants. He wants it to proceed from your heart personally, privately. Holiness is now the outcome of personal loyalty to God and the realization of the fulfilling fruitfulness originally intended for mankind. Because, you know, sometimes it's okay to pray in public at service and things of that nature. But, you know, when we are praying, we are telling God, hey, I need for you to hear me. I need for you to be part of what I have. One of the things that I always do when I start praying is said, Lord, I'm I'm about to pray, but I just want to ask you, how are you doing today? How are you going to help me today to persistently keep my eyes focused on you? And a lot of times we never ask the Lord how he's doing. We're always asking for things. We're always saying, give me, give me, give me. But we never ask them how he's doing and how we can benefit him. So Matthew 6, 5 through 8, that precedes the Lord's prayer says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Because you know they play in, in, in public. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. Uh For they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. So, ladies and gentlemen, God is just looking for a private time for a private prayer. And you know, we always talk about that prayer closet. Yes, indeed. You need to go and hide it. You need to find it, even if it's just inside your your real closet. Because sometimes you need to seclude yourself, to be like a cocoon, to know that you have that connection with God. Pastor? Yes, indeed. You know, Yeshua, he says that public prayers made expressly to be seen by others is hypocritical. And prayers that are repeated, as JC stated, they're vain and they're meanness. They're they're. Careless and useful, usefully, unuseful, uh, or thoughtfulness as the heathens. And who may be those heathens who do repetitive prayer? We don't want to um, point any fingers because we know fingers. We know that if we are true believers, how we should pray. Well, some people have to be taught, and that's okay. what we're trying to do right now: right. is teach people. But it's not Molly Raleigh ain't Ringay Gay or something like. Okay, anyways. <laughs> The heathens, you know, but you know what? He doesn't mean that he forbids public prayers because there's a lot of examples of uh, public prayers in the scriptures. Like, for instance, you know, I read uh, First Kings uh, eight through twenty eight, twenty two through fifty three. 
It states, and Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands towards heaven and said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepeth covenants and mercies with thy servants that walk before thee with all thy heart. There's, you you got to read the rest of it because this First uh, Kings eight twenty two uh, through fifty three. Write that down. Hey, also visit Ezra nine six through fifteen. Also Nehemiah nine uh, five through thirty eight, and Apostle John seventeen through one twenty six. Those will give you examples of public prayers. Well, before you go on, I, I just want to read the beginning of John seventeen one. It says, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, too, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. So sometimes public prayers are for the congregation to become united under one banner, to be united under one Lord, to be united so that we can do the work that is before us. That's why public prayers are a necessary part of either opening and closing of religious services. And what Yeshua denounces is making a show of praise right. to enhance one's reputation as I'm very religious, or I am so righteous, uh, as well as repetitive and can prayers and overlong and tedious prayers. He, he, he don't want to hear all that. He wants your heart. Yes, like David. A man after my own heart. And you know, David, those Psalms are long. Some of them are short, but he was always praying to God yes. to get him a lot of times out of situations that he got himself yeah, he was a in. Guy. He was a sinful <laughs> king. <laughs> but God loved him because of his prayers. prayers, because he made that connection. And you know, Jesus warns us against two mistakes when praying, making them about us. And making them meaningless. Doing either or both will ruin their effectiveness and actually work at cross purposes to spiritual growth. You know, when sometimes you think of your children, sometimes they just ask for things because they just want to ask. I used to, one of the challenges as being a, a young mother and having children was going to the grocery store because they see all that and they want all that. Yes. So what I ended up doing, instead of asking them, asking me, well, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have that? I says, well, you know, we have chores. You can save your little money and then you won't have to ask. You can go get what you need, not spend all your money on junk, but to be able to make that decision to get what you want. So after a while, it became like a game and it became joyful instead of being tedious on my part. But, you know, when we pray, we need to remember that it is a formal conversation with the governor of the universe. Oh, because there are some like things that. the governor of the universe, because there are some things that we don't realize that when he comes and we says and when he appears, we shall be just like him. Mm-hmm. There's going to be work to do and a lot 
Don't think you're going to heaven to play a harp. That's not what God's about. He is going to be about creation, production, working. What is it? And when you do all those things, it's um, it produce it makes us be able to be fruitful, resourceful, have resources. And that is what I'm looking forward to. So I I won't have to worry about my back hurting. I won't have to be worrying about tired. I won't have to worry about punching the clock because I can do it all. We have not entered his court for our own gratification and glory. We certainly don't want to bore him by endlessly repeating the same five words or giving him the war and peace of our pitiful lies. To the contrary, we are before him to praise him, to thank him, to beseech him for help both for others and ourselves, and to praise and thank him. I repeat whatever I need for emphasis. And I know pastor always gets up in the morning. You know, I said, I'm not a morning person. He is. But when he, when his foot hits that floor, he's asking God to give him what he needs for that day. And I come in agreement with that because we don't know what we're going to come up against for that day. But whatever it is, we've made a request that Lord give me whatever we need for that day. Yeah, because that day is unknown. So after the prayers, the the second thing I do, which uh, kind of like a burr in the saddle that JC, I give her a burr in the saddle. If anybody knows what that means, <laughs> I'm just dating myself with that. I pull back the curtains and open yes. up the blinds and the windows so the sun can shine right in. Praise God. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, you want to lay in a little bit longer. I understand. I'm trying to get better with that, you know. Uh, that little sidebar. We were at a hotel room, and um, and uh, the blinds were broken. Busted. Yes. They were busted. They wouldn't go up and down, and they had the. Uh, they were powered blinds, but they didn't have the power hooked up, <laughs> so you couldn't raise them up. And that's important to know. So when you go into the hotel, you got power blinds. Make sure they work before you check in the room because we yes. ended up having to move. But I end up jackhammering. Uh, the uh, the blinds and JC was on my case because light got in but it was kind of <laughs> jackhammered and jacked up and since we were on a vacation I guess I could have just let it go yes. but praise God that's why I need him I need God all the time because not only am I am blessed but we're all blessed that God is far more patient and mm. understanding with us than we would be able to bore i mean we would be too much of a bore he listens to our petitions whether we're eloquent or mind-numbing or incoherent yeah uh, i hope everyone has their pencil and paper out because i gotta just go to romans eight twenty six. that just supports what i just said yet notice during that scripture that yeshua tells the disciples that the Father knows that we need He's before right. we ask Him. Right. We are not springing anything on Him that He's not already figured out. So there's no need for us to be vague or employ some kind of rhetoric or that there's some kind of guarantee to convince Him. He has to intervene right away because according to Matthew 7, 7, Ask and it shall be given. Knock 
And the door shall be open. Seek. And you shall find. So if you seek the door, if you ask, he's going. So that's why he already knows about what our desires are. So you don't have to impress him. Don't even try to impress him. He wants us to be ourselves and to speak with him as a family member do with the proper reverence for who he is. That's why in the beginning we said, hallow, oh, the glory of God. God. Let him in. Let him shine his light on you so you can feel his presence because he's there. All you have to do is take the plugs out of your ears, take the scales off your eyes, and let him in. He desires us. That's why we were created. You know it. And the- one of the things I was just going to mention is I love when you said um, Romans 8.26 because the gist of that verse is that sometimes we don't know what to pray for. Yes. But the Holy Spirit does. Uh-oh. And it will intercede on our behalf. That was one of the best things that I loved about um our church is that uh, one of the churches we had belonged to was the intercessory prayer where just a few of us would get together in the building and pray. And we could intercede for anything on behalf of the pastor, on behalf of the congregation, on behalf of those who were sick and shut in because now we were petitioning in quiet space in quiet time. You don't need a lot of people. That's you know, right. we can do the whole congregation, but with intercessory prayer, it's that way that we connect on a personal basis. And I used to love it. I used to come out of there sweating. So I know one one of the things that uh, we did, we had a time schedule on a 24-hour clock. Yes, we did. Where we would go in and pray Anytime. at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. That would be our assigned time. Yep. We would rotate that for a period of time because... We were seeking revival. Revival did happen. And also, you know, getting up at 2 a.m. to drive to the church to go into the sanctuary, there's a period of holiness. Yes. Quietness. Yes. You can feel his presence because you're asking for him to join with you, not only for yourself, but on behalf of others. And when you're asking on behalf of others, he will show up because he does because he does so in the quiet space. That's why what's important is that he's looking for a poor and contrite spirit. Yes, who trembles at his word. That's Isaiah sixty six two. And if the attitude is humbled and focused, he will show up and show out on your behalf. Well. We are going to take a short break because one of the things about this, and I'm trusting that you feel the spirit as well, is that we want to connect with the Father. We want to connect with the Lord so that he can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. We'll be right back. When there's nothing else to do, you're in the master's hand. The master has a plan Hold on Hold on And keep the faith 
Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. The Law in Your Community, a conversation that could save lives. This is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. The Law in Your Community is a nationally recognized interactive program presented by Noble for young people ages 13 to 18 to improve their communications with law enforcement and their understanding of federal, state, and local laws. Components of the program include citizenship and the importance of laws in maintaining the health and welfare of society, law literacy, knowledge of common crimes that teens and young adults often find themselves charged with, law enforcement engagement, which teaches participants what to expect during encounters with law enforcement and how to address any concerns about the interaction. This 90-minute program can be delivered in person or virtually. It can also be delivered in a school setting and has been presented to local middle schools annually. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com and together we can promote justice by action. Praise God, praise God. The glory of the Lord is upon us and we are talking about the Lord's Prayer. Amen. I think this is one of the first time we were dealing with this and there's so much I want to say. But I know that God's will and his plan for us is that he will hear and respond. More importantly, we will be drawing closer to him and taking on aspects of his character, the character of his son also, that are essential to being a part of the kingdom of God. It's just interesting to note that Prayer is expressed through the image of debt. When I talked about the Lord's Prayer, is dealing with debt. He's dealing with neglected debt to God. It's dealing with so much by penalty. We all have sin. The wages of sin is, is death. Romans uh, 3.23 and also 6.23. So we're all under a particular form of indebtedness, which we cannot pay and still have hope. Well, you know, one of the things that um, I love about Matthew seven twenty one and Mark 7, 6, 6 to 7, talks about to hallow God's name means to make it holy or set it apart for holy use, respecting it greatly. We hallow his name by obeying him in all our conduct. 
That's why sometimes when we say uh, in God, that's when he says, don't take the, my name in vain. Right. You're supposed to be reverencing it. Um, I was just reading an article uh, talking about today's youth and how a lot of them don't even believe in God, don't even think there is a God, and have just ignored God. You know, that's a form of blasphemy. Yes, it is. And although we don't believe it, we need to remember our arms are too short to box with God. <laughs> Wasn't that a play? Yes, indeed. We saw it. <laughs> and it, all I know is that uh, Patty LaBelle was doing uh, the singing, and she, we were up in the, the what is it they call the oh. nosebleed bleachers. We were in a concert hall. Her voice mm. was so powerful mm-hmm. that it sounded like I was standing right next to her. And the whole play is about that, about our obedience and about because we think we know everything, but I'm just, I feel so small that I'm in a world that I did not create, that I had nothing to do with. I'm in it, I'm living in it, I'm moving about in it, but it's not exactly as we see it because God is all powerful. We want to conversely Pray without prayer without obedience is a form of blasphemy. We spoke of that as his praise offered to God in the attitude of rebellion against his way. It is vain or vanity. There was, there was somebody that said that it's vain or vanity, 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 a useless and contemptible way to look at the Lord. Yes. And some of those verses, I'm not going to read all of them, but just a few. Uh, Matthew 6, 1 says, take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. So he's telling you, if you come in to be seen, sorry, not in this arena. Oh, well, that's like giving up alms. Yeah. Uh, uh, giving away money. But, you know, just recently, you just passed by a, a, a homeless uh, encampment. Yes, right near here. The yes. college, FSU college campus. Yes. And how can not only students, but people on pass their by. way to FSU or, or to, to them from work, yep. Pass by that homeless encampment where they're hanging up their clothes, yes, their bags of personal the, audio yes. functions. There, it breaks your heart. But and we're not doing anything for that. But where are they at? We're in a society now where I believe when you're at that level, people have given up hope. Yeah, they've given up everything, and. You, they just don't care anymore. So their alms is that, heck, I'm going to do anything I desire, even if it's not within so-called societal uh, qualms and the way we should be doing things. They're going to do it anyway. Well, that's just like in L.A. Mm. There's over 60,000 homeless people in Skid Row in downtown L.A., 
And I remember the time that we were doing a project at the Los Angeles Metropolitan Transit Authority. We installed communication equipment on uh, maybe about uh, about uh, 1,500 buses uh, there in uh, L.A., and so uh, JC and uh, our children, uh, Malachi and Rocky, Raquel, came out yeah. to visit. I couldn't get home for Christmas because I had to get to this project. We were running. I had projection going. We just couldn't walk away from it. I had a schedule. And uh, so I brought them out to stay with me for about a week and a half over the holiday. That's right. You were out there during the holiday. Right. And so they all want to see the Hollywood. We want to yes. see Beverly Hills. We want to see this and that. I, okay, fine. I want to take you to see something that you remember for the rest of your life. I took them by Skid Row. But at that time, there might have only been 10,000 maybe. 20, yeah. But now we're talking about six City. That's more yes. than people in Tallahassee. Almost. So one of the other things in Matthew 6, 2, it says, Therefore, when thou doest thy alms, do not sound the trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. And I'm just going to jump to 6, 4, Matthew 6, 4, that says, That thy alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Yes. And, you know, I, I mentioned before how there's um, someone who does feed those people that are in those situations, and you know that they're going to be blessed because they're actually putting themselves out there to share with them through not sharing of the gospel, right? but sharing through love, unconditional love to feed them. And that is a reward in itself. Yes, it is. Praise God Almighty. And we've been doing that for over 10 years mm-hmm. uh, with farm share. And uh, it was it's disheartening that we had to uh, stop for, it looks like a month and a half uh, with farm share because of the uptick of the virus. And we didn't want to, uh, to uh, put anybody in harm's way. But I know we have been receiving phone calls. When are we going to do the next farm share? Because prices are going up. Have you been to the supermarket lately? If not, hold your breath. Oh, boy. I said, yeah, we feel you. We feel you. So, uh, but, we, you know, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. So just stay tuned. But, you know, going back to the rest of the story about the the, the Lord's Prayer. Six, JC left off at six, four, but six, five. You know, he says, when thou pray. Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they already have their reward. Uh, But thou, when thou pray, enter into thy closet. Y'all got a closet space? A prayer closet in your home or a space in your home where you can just go in without outside uh, distraction and commune with the Almighty? And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which sees in secret, shall reward thee openly. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yep. My open reward. Yep. The fact that I'm alive right now is an open reward. reward. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And you know, six, seven, and eight goes on to talk about vain repetitions and i know people are probably saying but sometimes you ask god for the same thing or you keep praying i was always told that you keep praying until god shows up and shows out but the kind of vain repetitions we're talking about is not asking for god something over and over it's 
repeating a request, but it's empty babbling Mm. and long prayers that confuse meaningless verbosity with piety. Because you know what that means. It means meaningless what? Verbosity. Now what? Uh, okay, now. So you're uh, verbose. You're uh, over speaking. So it's, I already knew. I want to make sure our audience. <laughs> hey, knew. okay. Thank you. But it's just <laughs> saying it and not saying anything, because you know how it is. Sometimes you go or you see a pro. Well, let's just put it like this way. You know when you go into see maybe you look at your government meetings, your legislative meetings, how something they can be so boring. And it's not necessarily the people, but it's the content. Sometimes you got to go through a lengthy process to understand. By way of contrast, Yeshua teaches focus prayer, which acknowledges God's needed reign in every facet of life and society. And what that tells me, you you need to be, um, what's that word? You need to home in. You need to be like the, the honeybee. They go and they gather up the nectar and at every flower, and they go to different flowers, and then they take it back to the bee. We were watching a, a show where they were showing the honeybees and how they make their honey and how they seal up when the little cubicles are yeah. filled and seal it up with, with uh, beeswax. Just imagine, that's how your prayers need to be. They need to be so honed in that you know when you're praying that you are going to be producing what God needs for you. Praise God. Fruit. Fruit. Yes. Praise God. But you know, when we pray, when we pray rather, it's just a coincidence that prayers, uh, the Lord's Prayer, is translated by 66 words in the King James Version and by 39 words in the Luke count. And respectfully to the 66 books of the Bible and to the 39 books of the Old Testament, it kind of uh, runs the same, parallel. Does it? Yes. Because he says, like, after this manner, when we talk about uh, the Lord's Prayer, it starts well, it starts out, after this manner, I mean, that's what he said. After this manner is when he starts off, but that's what he's sharing with his disciples and with us. The Lord did not say, pray in these words. He said, don't pray in these words, but after this manner. How strange is it that the prayer should have become the very thing it was designed to prevent, namely a rope prayer. It is specific. The very mystery of this inequity is evidence in such a development. And what is the manner of this prayer? Number one, it's short. Yes. It's spontaneous. Is God oriented? The first three petitions being the things of God rather than things of men. Extemporaneous mm-hmm. being given in two forms by God. Jesus himself as evidenced by Matthew in the Luke accounts uh, to point to humility and to full submission to the Almighty. Well, it's interesting you said extemporaneous, and that means it's current. Uh. It's right in these times. And I think sometimes people think of God and we 
think he's so far away or he's not present, but he's ever present. That's one of his conditions. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place, everywhere you are. And, and my mind can't fathom that. But I know when we are going to be just like him, we'll understand. But, you know, if we break down the Lord's Prayer, we start off with our Father who art in heaven. I love that. Who art in heaven. (laughs) This is the biblical image of God who presents himself as a loving Father. Mm. This is especially true in the teaching of Yeshua, which refers to him as father, no less than 160 times. It's throughout this. He loved his daddy. Yes, he did throughout the (laughs) New Testament. (laughs) Men are constrained to acknowledge common parentage, equal need, community status as to their sins and requirements in order to supplicate God for his blessings. Christ could and did pray, my father, but his disciples must ever pray, our, our Father. Father. That, oh, that's yes. why I love it. Because when you, and, uh, and I love right the word, there. right? You say, Abba, Father. I mean, that's what it means. But it's our Father. God is man's Father because he created him. He sustains him and provides all his needs. I just said that earlier. That God supplies all our needs according to his riches <laughs> and glory. In this petition, God's fatherhood is presented on a higher level, namely that of the new birth, John 3, 5. As Paul expressed it, and you know Apostle Paul, he's always expressing his belief about what, who God is. As many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, Romans eight fourteen. Since God is man's true and only spiritual father, it is sinful and improper to refer to this title spiritually to any man. I agree. Matthew 23, 9. God's fatherhood was dimly perceived by the Hebrews but is far more graphically presented by Christ. When Christ came, he said what? He always said, I come to do the will of my father. He also said, I came to fulfill scriptures and and not not, to change. Right. So God loves men. All you people eating pork, put it down. (laughs) Well, we need to get into those holy days. You shrimp, put it down. Catfish. Catfish, put it down. God loves men enough to give his son, John 3, 16. What does it say? For whosoever loves the Lord, God gave his only begotten son. Yes, he did. A sparrow cannot fall without his care. Matthews 10, 29. If people even become like the prodigal son, the father waits patiently to welcome their return. Luke 15, 22. And if people become cold, merciless bigots like the elder brother, what happens? The father entreats even them because the father turned to his son and said, well, hey, you could have done the same thing. That's right. Luke fifteen twenty eight. Oh, what a father to fallen man is God. He is willing to give us everything, everything, Mm-mm-mm. if we Our just ask. How a be me. Who art in heaven. I love that. Mm -mm -mm. You know, Yeshua revealed that heaven 
It's the place where the Almighty is. Yep. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Tiskanu, you know, Jehovah Rapha. Oh, God. No childish or materialistic concept of heaven as a kind of upstairs is like some convenient cloud that you think that it might be. It's like kid stuff that, you know, he's floating around on a cloud or you, once you uh, transition back to the almighty, JC said earlier, you're going to be sitting on a cloud playing a harp. I don't believe that's God's will for us. He's raising. No, I want to be able to, I want to do the magic of Mm. being in heaven. I want to be able to, if I want to be somewhere, I'm there. If I want to create, I create. Could you imagine not only would we have dominion over this earth, but we would have dominion over the universe, Mm. over the worlds beyond worlds, Mm. over looking through that pinhole. You know how they do that science uh, experiment when you're outside, like looking at different stars and you put a pinhole and you look through the pinhole and it's almost looking at worlds beyond worlds. That's what we're going to have. I'm going to be in that 144. Going to be that, 144. <laughs> that means you're going to be a working bee. Yes, I am. <laughs> the Almighty is not merely in heaven, but he's everywhere. Acts 17, 28 tells us mm. he's everywhere. So the scripture definition of heaven is primarily not a place at all in the ordinary sense, but it's the state of being higher and more noble than our earthly life, mm. invisible to mortal eyes, not subject to material limitations. That's why JC says she can unthink the thought and she's going to be in another location, nor to the presence of death or sin, and yet true reality being in front of the most important and glory of God. What a mighty God we are. Yes. You know, Faith is a heaven-centered faith. Yeshua teaches the utmost emphasis on it. You know, the ultimate home of the redeemed and the source of his all blessing is the word heaven. Ever on his lips. He always talked about heaven. Yes, he did. From heaven he came, he spoke. To heaven he pointed the way. From heaven, he brought the Father's message. From heaven, angels came to support him in the wilderness of temptation and in the garden of Gethsemane. In heaven, the skies were darkened when he was crucified. And from heaven, came to roll away the stone from his grave and not to let him out, but to let witnesses in to announce his resurrections to his disciples. Well, you know, Pastor, there's a lot going into this conversation, and I don't think we're going to get through it. No, I haven't even got started yet. That's why I think we're going to have to come back. But one of the things, I pray that you just can get a glimpse of it with us. Just don't leave us nor forsake us. (laughs) Because one of the things that I have time to find that fast. It's not quite there yet, but I know when I'm looking at the material, we still have yet to, to review. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Okay. But one of the things that you talked about, Yeshua 
gives us a glimpse into how great God is. And when you said that he didn't roll away the stone because he wanted to have witnesses to what is going on in our world, he wanted us to witness it so we can become the disciples to tell somebody else. So that's why sometimes I'm a little bit challenged when people say, well, you know, there's many gods. Challenge, because they said there's many paths. Challenge, because we say that we can praise God and give him glory in any way. But the Lord's prayer is very specific. And I think we need to cover some of these topics to come. Yeah, you know, what, yes, I think what each of these paragraphs and beginnings of the prayer says and really mean because once you know that you will be encouraged to start praying like God is in control like he is the big uh what is it muhana the big kahona kahona right yes because he is the ultimate the supreme man can't do anything without him so pastor i think we're coming to the point where we need to have a prayer uh, I, I want us to come back because That's i what think when you're having fun yes i think we need to come back and break down i mean we couldn't get past our Hello. father Hallowed be thy name, who art in heaven so it gets imagined what the rest oh, of it's going to be God. how great our God is. I'm excited. Yes, because we're going to come back because we talk already about got the, the material. Yeah, we've already done the research. So we'll be back to break down a I have time lot to of say a closing prayer. Yes, I like to say a prayer that I start off. Uh, we start off in yes. the morning. As a matter of fact, this is a morning prayer. All right, that you can give to the the Almighty. It says, "Dear, just make it personal. Dear God, dear Jehovah, dear Father, dear Father." Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for giving me the chance to see this day. Thank you for loving me despite my sins. Forgive me for all my sins, even the ones I committed unknowingly and those that I've done unknowingly. As I start this day, I pray for your guidance and your protection. Direct and order my path and teach me the right things to do. Let my words and my actions be one that brings honor to your holy name. I thank you, Lord, for an answered prayer. Through Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. So come back. Um, We're looking forward to providing you the details of the rest of the story. Amen. The breakdown of the Lord's Prayer. Amen. See you next week. Amen. All right. Or I should say, hear you next week. Hear you next week. (laughs) See, we're out. There's no other name.